You're listening to the official podcast of Asbury University, produced by students with God-honoring conversations that inform, edify, and encourage. This is Asbury. We explore culture and current topics through a Christian worldview, promoting a well-balanced life, and we empower our community to belong, become, and be set apart. I'm your host, Abby Lobb. Welcome to This is Asbury. Welcome to the podcast. We have a special guest on here today. We have the producer of This is Asbury, Emily Hurt. Welcome, Emily. Thanks for having me. It's fun to have you here, like, in the studio recording. You're doing all the behind-the-scenes work, scheduling the guests, and helping with the research, and all the things that go into making this podcast happen. So it is, like, such a privilege to have you actually in the chair across from me talking today. So, Emily, tell people a little bit about you and what you do here at Asbury. Yeah, so I'm a senior this year. Um, I'm from Reynoldsburg, Ohio, which is about like 15 minutes east of Columbus. Um, and I'm a media communications major with an emphasis in film production. And I'm also a Spanish minor. And I'm involved in lots of other things like the orchestra on campus and I work for strategic communications. Well, we're going to jump into a really cool topic because it's it's about social media. You do not have any social media. You recognize, you know, I don't think the social media thing is for me. <laughs> Can we just kick it off there with what made you realize that you wanted to be off? When did you start using social media and what made you realize that you were kind of done with it? Yeah, so my parents let me and my siblings get Facebook when we turned 10, which technically you're supposed to be 13 when you start, but they, that was kind of our incentive was like, we get to start Your earlier. Treat. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, I remembered this the other day, there was also this network called Facebook for kids back then. I don't even know if it was run by the same company, but, um, me and some of my friends were kind of getting into that and like, it wouldn't let you type like the word stupid and stuff like oh, it yeah. was very, very censored. censored and very protective. Um, but that was also kind of at the same time that Facebook itself was a new thing that everyone was kind of discovering. Um, so I started on Facebook when I was 10, which is kind of crazy to think about now. <laughs> yeah. um, then I got Snapchat and Instagram and those were kind of the main three that I had. Um, and so I wasn't like addicted to social media, but I use them all the time. Um, I would share pictures and take selfies and stuff. Not a ton, but enough yeah. to be a presence <laughs> yeah. there. Um, and I had a couple periods where I would get off the apps for a while or even delete some of them or hide them on my phone so that I wouldn't be on them as much. But then in December of 2020, so almost three, three years ago now, um, I got rid of all of them for good. And that was right in the middle of COVID. It's an interesting time to do that because a lot of people during COVID were like the opposite. They're like, oh, my gosh, I need a way to connect with my friends because I can't see them. So you during that time were like, see you later. What what was that like? Yeah, it was honestly the pandemic and the things kind of associated with the pandemic were a big reason why I wanted to get off of social media because so I was a senior in high school when the pandemic hit and we also had a lot of racial tensions in our country, and there was an election coming up. It was kind of like the perfect storm. Yeah, there was a and, lot of noise and chaos. Yeah. <laughs> and 
also everyone was at home and they could only communicate online. And so there's a lot of sharing of opinions and a lot of expectations that you share an opinion and it has to be black or white. You can't um, be lukewarm, I guess. And so I kind of had this pressure from the very racially diverse school that I went to, a public school and my church. And so when you're dealing with these issues of like civil rights and the yeah. pandemic, there were lots of opposing ideas. And that was ideas. like peak cancel culture too. So you, yeah. you factor that fear in as well. Well, I don't know what I can say because <laughs> I don't yeah. want to get canceled. <laughs> mm-hmm, by yeah. either side. Right. Yeah. So I was kind of experiencing a ton of anxiety by having to give an opinion, but also knowing the consequences of giving an opinion. So Um, did you know what your opinion was and you were just scared to share it? Or were you just kind of unsure of how you felt about these things and so therefore you didn't want to say anything? um, I think it was more that I was still figuring out my own opinions. And also I was um, going to college for the first time. And so I was already in this period of like getting out from just what my parents say and figuring out what I actually believe, whether that's similar or different. Um, And so there were just a lot of voices from everywhere that were coming from every side and um, I had a friend from my church back then who we would get together sometimes and just be like, let's just look at scripture and what scripture says about mm-hmm. these things and just block out all the noise, even from the church, and just look at what scripture says. Yeah, definitely. So what was that like to close those social media accounts when you did decide in that winter 2020, I think you said? Mm-hmm. So what was like the last straw and what was that like? Um, yeah, I was just kind of like, I mean, I toyed with the idea for a while, but I was like, I need to just do it, have a clean break. Um, and so it wasn't the first time I had deleted an account on, um, at least one of the profiles and they always send you emails for like the next few months. Like, like, yeah, we're going to hold off for a few more days in case you change your mind and you don't want to we don't want you to lose all your friends and all your pictures so we're gonna would it help if we like increased your privacy settings or maybe (laughs) if you took a break or uh, and so they they keep trying to get you back on um yeah but i was like no i'm not gonna yeah i'm gonna do that i've made a decision um yeah so it was kind of like all three at the same time i just yeah got rid of them yeah well good good for you that's great not not a lot of students can say that and you know people who are in older generations like a lot of them don't have social media you know it's like but for a student that's probably very rare i would imagine or are or are there other students like you who really don't use social media yeah i've met several people who never had it in the first place and i think that's a different perspective um of its own because then it's not like a sacrifice um, that they're giving up. And yeah, that would be another interesting perspective to hear from. Um, but so I had experienced what it is like to, um, interact in that way and to get feedback in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, and it is all about feedback, you know, it has a very reinforcing nature, like it's, it releases dopamine, you know, that feel good chemical and humans, we get that from a lot of areas in life, social media being one of them, you know, alike, it releases just like a little hit, you know, so these platforms are designed to be addictive, they're designed to reinforce and as a result, 
you know, we can spend too much time on them and it can have the adverse effect. If we don't get the reinforcement, the dopamine, we go the opposite way. It can lead to anxiety, depression. Oh, my gosh, what's wrong with this picture? I must look ugly. Not a... Nobody liked it. You know, like it's so there's so much psychology going on there that's rooted in science. <laughs> so did you see something that changed in you after you stopped getting that reinforcement from social media? Did something change in you personally? Mm-hmm. It's, it kind of felt a little bit like out of sight, out of mind. Like, yeah, maybe everyone else is hanging out without me. But if I'm not seeing constant reminders of that, then it's not going to make me feel as bad, yeah. kind of. The, the FOMO, the fear of missing mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Yeah. One area, like a very practical, measurable area that I found is I had less pictures on my phone. Like I had way more storage on my phone than when I was <laughs> yeah. taking 50 screenshots every day um, and everything. And I kind of, you kind of live in a different way when you're just, all you have to worry about is the environment that you're in instead of um, having to document everything and um, kind of appease this audience yeah. and this other platform, this other kind of digital realm. And so I lived very differently after that point because it was just like the here and now and it wasn't, oh, I have to make sure I'm also Feeding maintaining this, this data other monster. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so according to Pew Research, 69% of adults and 81% of teens in the U.S. use social media. So this obviously is a huge amount of the population. Yeah, I would say I definitely have more of a sense of peace and contentment, like a, a huge aspect of that. Um, the ways that social media affects, especially like young women, is with like body image. Because um, you see your friend's picture and you're happy for them, but you're also like, why don't I look like yeah. that? Or why even even like adults, like why aren't my kids that smart and why don't we have this house? Um, I'm not on that trip where they are. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, it translates to every area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely um, was able to feel like there was just less comparison happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, like, I still, I will say, I still find ways to waste time online. Yeah. <laughs> like, YouTube is kind of my my weakness. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of, I feel like that's in a different category because yeah. um, it's entertainment, but there's not, like, you're not interacting with people You don't people have the self-comparison much. aspect like mm-hmm. you do. On, yeah. 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 Definitely. It's a, it's a little different platform. But, yes, can be equally as, addic- as addictive for sure. So, human beings obviously are socially driven, um, you know, so there can be some positive benefits of this. It could be, you know, I found a group of, you know, as a parent, I know that there's groups on social media where it's like if if you have a child who has a disease or a certain ailment and so you can find people who can truly support you and, you know, you can make friends. Do you ever find yourself feeling isolated or missing out on some of those kinds of community benefits? Yeah, that's definitely a factor. Um, and I'm someone who's already kind of prone to loneliness and I don't have a super big network of close friends. Um, and so when you already experience loneliness, then removing yourself from the potential place, community yeah, yeah, is definitely going to have some effects. And so um, especially with being a college student that lives in a different state from where my college is, it's like over the, the summer and winter breaks, it's like I don't interact with those people. I don't like exist in their world. For those times until we're back on campus and we see each other. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. 
you're not seeing what they are doing over their Christmas break or vice mm-hmm. versa. Yeah. But yeah. in some ways, it's also kind of refreshing, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I do care about people and I love checking up on people. But what I've found kind of is that because kind of the primary obligation is to post things on social media, then people don't have as much to invest in in person conversations. Like I think I asked a friend one time about their trip abroad. Like, oh, how was your trip? And they were like, well, just just read my Instagram post. Oh. And it was like, oh, no. sorry. So it's it's interesting how even if like one or two people make the choice to not use social media for themselves, um, it's still such a big part of the communities that we're in. And so um, we can make that choice for ourselves, but then interacting with other people, there's just kind of less of an emphasis. Yeah, I mean, there's on- even some really practical things like like events on campus. It's like, well, if you're not following their Instagram or whatever, you may not find out about certain mm-hmm. activities. So that can be a real challenge um, when you're when you're in a community feel like you're missing out just on that practical level i'm not like living under a rock but there are certain things um like the whole january 6th thing i didn't find out about that until like several months later no well (laughs) like that's probably better (laughs) yeah so it's yeah i definitely and that was a big part of like during the bliss right (laughs) yes that's been a very nice part of it because i think there's lots of media theories like we have a class here um, called mass communication theory where we study things like that and how media kind of affects how we look at the world and um, so things that might have been coming up more on my feed due to the algorithms or whatever um, I might think oh this is a super huge problem and it might give me a bunch of anxiety whereas um if I'm not on social media, I might still hear about it on the news or people are talking about it, but it's not like consuming yeah. my life. Yeah, that's that's good because just the amount of stress that causes. I, I don't think humans were designed to know everything about what's going on all around the world all the time like we are now. I mean, really, I think that is why a lot of people are so stressed out. It's like we know too much. So how do you stay in touch with you know things like campus activities or, you know, how do you make a point to stay in touch with your friends? What does that look like for you? Yeah. Um, I love email. Um, I don't just like only email people <laughs> like, um, email is, um, a good way to just get information in general. And, and that's an interesting thing, like on a college campus, because of who the target audience is, there are a lot of organizations that will do most of their communication on social media because they know their audience and they know that that's where they they are. Um, But in terms of other like academic things, um, I usually rely on getting an email. Yeah, they still email. And if not, then... Or they'll do both. They'll email and mm -hmm. put a social media post out. Yeah. Yeah. And so (laughs) email and then I obviously still have like text... And calls with people. You still have a smartphone. Um, mm-hmm. I see the posters. I know it sounds like I like live under a rock, yeah. but I really don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Thankfully, mm-hmm. you really don't. Um, I think you're just less stressed, which is good. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, so technology, you know, you're in a very high tech field. Um, obviously, you're helping produce a podcast. You're doing things that require a lot of technology, and technology, obviously, for a long time, has been a major component in the job market. This is nothing new. 
an online professional image is a big part of that for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people talk about building your brand and, you know, building your reputation online and all that in order to get the job that you want. How do you network and market yourself in that way to, to seek out the the jobs or internships that you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah, social media is definitely a very easy and direct way to kind of get yourself out there. Um, and so that has been one way that I've had to get a little more creative. Um, I love networking, not in the sense of like taking advantage of people to further my career or anything, but I just love making connections yeah. with people. And so um, you can accomplish a lot with the internet, even without social media. And especially because um, oftentimes people have one social media account. And so someone that you're trying to network with might not want you to have their one social media account. And so that might not be the best place to do networking in the first place. Um, Yeah, I I would say it also kind of depends on um, what type of job you want to have. Like if you want to be a freelancer or start your own business, then you're going to need to be marketing yourself a lot more and you're going to want to be present in those places. Um, And I... I do have my own brand. I do graphic design stuff, and I had to make my own brand for a class. So I I have the resources to be able to do that, but I don't really see myself being like an independent business owner or a freelancer. And so um, I'm not as active in like marketing myself, but I definitely love to create opportunities for myself and find people. Like I've I've been able to make a lot of really cool contacts like even in Hollywood and internationally just through email and through looking people up. Yeah, you, I've yeah, heard you can some do of the stories you've told me. <laughs> and, you know, I think that's probably really surprising to them. Like I think if a student like you or another student were to send them an email or try to reach them at their home office on their office phone, they would probably go, what? Wow. You know, like I think that would be very surprising in a good way. <laughs> Yeah, I've gotten I've gotten that reaction like, you a lot. Me? That's amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you can find people. I'll just say that. Yeah. I think something else, which maybe this isn't <laughs> the greatest thing to share, but my generation grew up stalking our teachers on social media, <laughs> and so we know how to find people and we know how to get in touch with them, yeah. and that can <laughs> come in handy. Tip for teachers: they yes. are looking at your social media. Yes. That, that's a good lesson for anyone, teachers or otherwise. So uh, along along those lines, if you were to tell someone why they should opt out of a social media presence, what would give me your 30-second elevator pitch? Yes. Um, <laughs> I would say it is possible to live without it, even if you have relied on it for many years. Um, like, I'm 22, and I had social media for 10 years, 9 or 10 years. So, like, that's almost half my life that I had relied on it, but it Mm -hmm. is possible to live Mm -hmm. without it. Um, And I would say that the things that seem like sacrifices, like maybe I won't be able to stay in touch with as many people, um, there are ways around that. And there are ways to have those things still be present in your life without social media, like all the people in your life that are going to know when something important happens to you. They're still going to know that. You're still going to have other areas of contact with them. And I think you would develop a much closer circle anyway like mm-hmm. your, your real friends are not just the people who are you know tapping your instagram with a leg mm-hmm. or whatever it's the ones you're going to call when yeah. you when you really need something mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like i 
Um, probably the biggest life event that I've had in this three-year period is I worked at the Olympics, and nobody knew about it other yeah. than my close friends and family, and I just decided that's okay. Yeah, and I think that's respectful because most people would have the opposite. You know, the Bible speaks about pride often, mm-hmm. and so you have to look at, you know, checking yourself, like, am I posting this because I want people to know what I'm doing because I'm the most important thing in the world, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it's it's amazing just having those those guardrails, like, you don't have that temptation. You don't have to tell everybody what you're doing all the time. I think a lot of it is pride. A lot of it is insecurity, too. It's like, I want to show everybody what I'm doing because I don't feel good enough. Well, what is your, where is your self-worth? You yeah. Know, like, what, where does your value lie? Is it, does it lie in the affirmation of others? Like, do you, do you need this? So that's just a great practice in faith as well um, as just removing that temptation of, you know, for lack of better words, showing off, you know? Yeah. I think there's like, regardless of spiritual practice. Yeah. Regardless of social media, I think there's a desire within all of us to feel relevant um, and to to be noticed. And so um, a lot of times for me, when I was on social media, I I wasn't doing cool things. I wasn't hanging out with cool people, but I still wanted to show like, hey, I'm still here. I'm still playing in this game. I'm still relevant. Um, and so it, it can be hard to lose that platform if you don't have social media, but Hopefully the people in your life who care about you will still be there. On social media, a lot of times it's like it is a very efficient way of communicating to a lot of people at once. Um, But then it just becomes like a transfer of information like, oh, I see that you had this cool internship and then I like it and I move on with my day. Um, Whereas if we have a conversation about it and um, we're having coffee together or something, then there's more of an investment there. And then um, it's way more than when. You have like reunions with people, or you see people after many years. It's like you don't have anything to talk it's about because like, you already yes, know everything. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you have this nice big surprise. Like, what have you been doing for the last ten years? <laughs> yeah, you literally don't have any idea. I love that. That's a great point. Well, I love that, Emily, and I just I admire you so much. You're so talented. You're gonna do great things when you leave Asbury. Is there anything else that you'd like to add in closing about what it's been like to produce this podcast? and or about quitting social media. Yeah, well, I definitely just want to clarify, like, overall, we mentioned this a little bit at the beginning, but um, this has just been my experience kind of based on knowing myself and what I can handle and what my limits are and my personality. And so um, that's not going to work for everyone. And some people can engage with social media without that comparison aspect or that anxiety aspect. Um, And so it's kind of to each their own, just know yourself and know what works for you. Well, thank you, Emily. And thank you for all of your hard work producing this podcast. This literally would not be happening without you. So I just want to give you a huge shout out. Thank you for being here today. Yes, thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of This is Asbury. To learn more about Asbury University, visit asbury.edu. 